Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Listen Money Matters, where you think first and spend later. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. How are you, and what are you drinking? Hey, uh... <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I can't even deal with this. Oh, I'm good, and I'm drinking... <laughs> And I'm drinking water because uh, I ran out of alcohol. That's well, I mean, not true. I mean, I have a bottle of blue coat here. I could just pour that into the glass if I want. I yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna do it, dude. Just straight out of the bottle. Yeah, straight out of the bottle. Oh, little gin <laughs> on the nothing. Little gin neat. Oh God, it sounds brutal, but uh, dude, the best way to consume gin is just like through the eye. You just need eyedroppers. Oh God, no. That's dangerous. <laughs> Kids, don't do that at home. It will most definitely cause blindness. (laughs) All right, continue. Continue. Yeah, so uh, that that catchphrase was sent by Marcus and Jennifer. Um, You you can always send them to Twitter. We are at at Money Matters Man. And uh, yeah, email us too, but mostly Google+. So, Andrew, tell me. No, what what is our email address? Oh, listen, money matters at gmail.com. Wow. Guys. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> it's tough to do, right? It is tough to do. That was the, and- the first thing is fun, though. Yeah, Yay, first- everyone. Yeah, it's fun. Andrew, yeah. that was Andrew attempting to do the intro. What'd you think? Email us in at listen, money matters at gmail.com. Careful. You may, you may lose your intro job. I think everyone loved it. <laughs> yeah, everyone was really, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too much fun. We cannot make that a regular thing. I don't think. I'm getting. So, a, I'm getting a call right now. I don't know, dude. Going. So, uh, so what are we talking about? All right. So today we're going to talk about uh, how to become the best at what you do, and why is this important to personal finance, Andrew? Why is it? I don't know. It's a good question. Do you I'm the think, host. Do you think <laughs> not the whole show? Just the beginning. Right? Are you the, are you the host of the whole show? No, now? no, just the beginning. Okay. No, but you tell me. Well, I mean, you, you. This is something that you came up with because you wanted to talk about it, right? Full full disclosure. Uh-huh. Uh, our buddy Jeff. Uh, Jeff Moore. J J M. Yeah, yeah. J M. It was actually he. A lot of our our awesome shows mm-hmm. were, were yeah, originally he sent a lot of great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So we think on it. We talk and. You know. Now, are do you consider yourself the best at what you do? Well, I mean, I don't. All right, so let's just preface: not the best in the world at what you do, but becoming the a, a very good at what you do. I think that uh, it's important to focus on something that you could potentially be the best in the world at. So, for example. Um, you know, our site design looks awesome and, you know, I, I did a little bit, but it was mostly you mm-hmm. and, uh, I could be like, you know, oh, that's like really cool. I want to be a designer. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just not creative like that. So I could go and do that and I'm decent with Photoshop. I can manipulate images, but I will never be able to hold a torch to the people who are just naturally good at that stuff. You know, I could be good. I will never be great. But how do you become good at something? See, I, I, all right. So, again, I could talk a lot about the world that I'm in and what I do, right? Mm. How does that translate into money is the question. So, let's assume that you have, you are good at something. Mm. And here's the thing. It might not be what your job is, right? 
it might not be what you do for a living. You might be good at right. you might be good at knitting. You might be mm-hmm. fucking awesome at it. But it's the question of how do you turn that into income, right? Mm. And you know, or or if you are at your job, and let's say you're a, you're an assistant to somebody, how mm. do you become the best at being an assistant? You know, me. I think part of it is uh, maybe the being the assistant is the it for you. Maybe you're the assistant because you want to soon become the one who you are assisting. Mm. Uh, the best of being an assistant, you should look and and try and talk to and meet people or assistants to like CEOs, Mm -hmm. super demanding people who need like ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure the assistants to like some CEOs at huge companies are far more capable than I am at many tasks because there's much, so much is demanded of them. Mm -hmm. And I I think, um, it's, it's one, you know, trying to be the best, but also knowing when you're doing something that you will never be the best at. All right. All right, so now we're going down two separate roads here. So let's start first by saying that um, if you're in a job and you are not very good at that job, chances are you're going to get fired, mm-hmm. right? Because you kind of suck at it, and you know, and you may know that you may know that you're you're pretty piss poor at your job, and maybe it's and maybe there's a, an underlying reason for that. Maybe it's because you don't. It's not a job that you really want, you know. So you mm-hmm. don't ever want to get better at it because it's not something that you want to continue to do and then you have to ask yourself why am i even doing this if it's not something i ever want to get better at then why even do it yeah right i absolutely agree that's a, that's a that's a good like question you have to sit down and ask yourself if you're in and if you're in a specific job where you know it's not something that you're into and nor will you ever want to get better at like i i worked at target and i I loved retail, by the way. I was in a re- I was in retail for most of my life, and I actually do like it. I-, I liked it a lot, and I did actively try to become better at it. But what happened was, I worked at Target, and you, I could have moved up in that company. I I could have became, and I was just a general employee, and I could have become a team leader if I really wanted to. So I was very good at, you know, facing the shelves and I was very good at talking to customers and I was very good at ringing up people. And I, I really tried to be good at everything, but I didn't last very long because I ended up just hating the job completely. Mm. And because I wanted to go back to my old job, which was a seasonal job at a pool store. And at the pool store, I, you know, what happened was, and I'm trying to tell personal stories here because I want, hopefully there to be some sort of relation, but this is a job that I was getting paid $12 an hour. And we're talking nothing back then when I was, when I was younger and it's not nothing for everybody, but where I lived, it's, it was pretty low. So Mm. I worked at a retail store. I was, uh, I worked in a pool store and I actively tried to become the best employee at that store. And there was a couple of things that that afforded me. So number one, uh, people would come into the store and Seek me out because I knew information that no one else in the store knew. So this is a store that people would come back over and over again because I had expertise. You know, because it's you know it's something that you do have to come back over and over again, and you're buying the same thing over and over again, and people have questions about their thing, right? So right. I so every single day I was building experience just by being there, but also I would read about. Pool care, just in books that we had, and and I, I would learn, right? 
and I would encounter all these different scenarios, and I really tried to become the best at what what that you know what it needed. And what happened, what happens because of that is you form some, you form like this a little bit of job security with that. Right? Yeah, I mean it, they can't lay you off if you're in the pool store and everyone wants to go to you. Yeah, if you're and awesome. everyone trusts you. The customers could literally be tied to you. Right. You know, they're, they're there because you're there or they just go to the one, you know, a couple blocks away or whatever. Right. So here's the here's another example is that uh, you are an assistant. I mentioned this earlier. Now, an assistant to so anybody it doesn't matter. I mean, and I'm, you know, you like, you know, that you're for secretaries, right? Mm. So I don't want to use the word secretary, but I guess that it is a thing. But you're you're basically at the front counter and you're you're checking people in and out and, and there may not be a lot to it. But imagine if you were fucking awesome at it, imagine if you if you took the time to really become like the best at what you did, and that, yeah. and it could be it could seem mundane, but and look, you you could see it as like well, all I got to do is sit here at the desk, and then you would just be like the most basic low level of that spot. But maybe you know you pull in some emails and you're doing some online help with people and you make sure the office is stocked with stuff mm-hmm. and maybe you pitch in with the HR team or you know you could then be like literally the best secretary. Have you ever met anyone in your time in working in your mm-hmm. career who was maybe an assistant? Somebody, you know, lower level than you who you mm-hmm. thought like wow, they're fucking great. Like they like they're, they're almost irreplaceable. There, there's actually a couple at iHeart. Mm-hmm. iHeart is is pretty flat, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of the senior people have like assistants, or it'll kind of be a more generic assistant. So, like when we're trying to hire people, they'll jump, they'll jump in and help, you know, do interference. And these people are great because they're they're not meant to be like this dumb person to just offload nominal tasks to. They're people. Who are they were hired because they could think on their own, they could find opportunities, see things when they're wrong, interface with engineers, and so maybe maybe it's not the traditional assistance role, but the, the people there are pretty hardcore because they they became better what they did. Yeah, whether they demand more of themselves, more is demanded of them. Probably yeah. a combination of both, or maybe they're just those kind of people that want to become better. That's their calling, and they mm. want to become better at it. Yeah. I want to share a story. Mm. Story time. Story time story with time. Matt Chip and DC. So we were in Chicago. Mm. I was just in, I was just in Chicago for like a little mini vacation. Not mini. I was I guess eleven days. So mm. we we meaning you and your buddies. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. You're not you. Yeah, fuck mm. you. Uh, no, we were in. We were in uh, <laughs> God, Chicago. I'm gonna kill you. So we we wanted to go out to a restaurant. So my friend looked up online and found this French restaurant, and we went to it. It was inside of a hotel. So we go to this restaurant and we get seated pretty quickly and we're mm-hmm. sitting there for maybe 15 minutes. No one has come over. Hmm. And my friend's like, I'm starving. Like, I'm sick. Like, I feel bad. Like, I feel horrible right now. I just need some water or something. Finally, a guy comes over with water. 15 minutes later, we say, oh, can we order? And he's like, oh, I'll have to get your waiter. Another five, 10 minutes go by and we're like, peace. We left. We just mm. bounced, and I, I, I told. I actually, I went in and told the waiter. I said, "Hey, listen, my friend got sick, and we had to leave." Well, you know. He's mm. like, "Oh, okay." And that wasn't the truth. The truth is, you guys took way too long. Mm. And what happened was, we went up to this other restaurant. It was called Tanta, by the way. 
and it was a Peruvian tapas restaurant. And the guy who was our waiter was so goddamn good that I – and this, is, this happened to me twice. So this guy comes over. He's Spanish uh, mm. from Spain. And he sits down with us and literally goes over everything on the menu. Like, like here's what this is. Here's what this means. Here's where it comes from. Here's the origin. You guys will love this. You know, pointing things out for us. And we go, dude, at this point, we just drop our menus and we say, just whatever, man. You just whatever. <laughs> like, we, he was so good that we just trusted him. Mm. And he just kept bringing out just plates of food. And we just wow. kept, and we didn't care because we we're like, this guy fucking rules, right? Mm. And then we sat down with him. We talked to him about his heritage. We, we, we asked him about where he came from because he had an accent. We said, hey, where are you from? Tell us his, his story. It was the best dining experience I've ever had. And my friend had it said, like, yes, t- definitely t- my top five favorite dining experiences I've ever had. And, and I will recommend it forever and ever and ever, mm. right? This guy single handedly made our entire day because of you know how his good first he was. name by the way i don't remember now ah because if people are in chicago they should ask for this guy yeah he was just amazing and, and and we sat and you know when i thought about it i go the food was great too so it was a combination of two things but he was so good at his job which was he didn't you know he could have been a regular waiter mm. and and just you know brought us out a couple he cared things. he gave a shit right mm. so this happened before it last september i was in dallas Right, and this is one. This is the second greatest waiter experience I ever had. We go to, we're in this. Uh, we go to get breakfast. Me and my friend, we're in Dallas, mm. and we were just there for the weekend, just hanging out. And we go to this place. It was called Buzz Brews, I think it was called. Right. And we sit down, and the guy goes, "All right, uh, you're gonna get a Bloody Mary. You're gonna get a Bloody Mary. Our coffee bars up there, and I'll get you guys your food as soon as you get sit back down." I'm like, "Excuse me." He goes, yeah. He leans over. He goes, you're going to have this. Points at a thing on the menu. He leans over to my friend and says, you're going to have this. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we go up. You know, we leave. We go up to the coffee bar. We get our coffee. We get back. Two Bloody Marys sitting there for us, like, uh. ready to go. And he tells us all about these Bloody Marys, how they have the best, you know, uh, rim rim jobs you know like the best. <laughs> like, the, like the seasoning on yeah, the, the rim. seasoning on the rims like the best in the you know we, and we, our bloody mary mix is like top notch telling us all about it i had a jalapeno in there where like he's like enjoy guys sat down oh, be- like you know what i bet you the blood i've had better bloody marys but at that moment and that experience it was the best bloody mary i ever had i was gonna say you talk it up like that it will become the best oh yeah he comes over two plates of food now I'm usually a guy who just shoves shit in my mouth. Like I'm just ah, food. Ah. I sat down and like cut into, and it was uh, a Benedict, like a eggs Benedict, which is my favorite right. meal of all time. Like my favorite breakfast item. If there's eggs Benedict on the menu, I'm ordering it. It's mm. just that, that simple. I'm cutting into this thing and I'm, I'm like, Oh, uh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. This is the best bo- uh, eggs Benedict I've ever had. And then we like walked away from that experience saying like that guy fucking rules right the next day we go back and the waiter kind of sucked hmm. we went to maybe back it was just it was just an on day or something well we went back because we wanted that experience again we wanted to have that you know that we were just so enamored by what happened 
And then we go back, and the waiter was just kind of, he didn't say anything, and, you know, what do you want? And, oh, coffee bar's up there. Mm. And we're like, oh, but it was just like, it was off. It was just right. off. And I guess the point I'm making is, that guy took his job very seriously. He was very good at what he did. And I'm sure he, he trained himself to be good at that job. He's, mm-hmm. all, he's basically irreplaceable. Is that a word? Yeah. Irreplaceable? Yeah. You're irreplaceable. What's the opposite of replaceable? You're like non-replaceable. Yeah. No, you're irreplaceable. So he, I, I just feel like even in, it doesn't matter what kind of job you have. Right, and that, my, mm. that's sort of my point. Uh, with I was working at a pool store, so uh, so I want to I want to kind of like uh, cut cut you for a second. Sure, please, please do. The, the 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 point, and and I could give like a really bad. I mean, we could all give bad waiter experiences, of course. Yeah, and you know, you could say, well, for someone who who may be you know uh, in show business during the day, and they they wait at night, or maybe they're they're a kid, or for whatever you know, whatever you're a waiter. Um, you don't have to be a waiter. You could also be someone who works at a movie theater or you could be whatever. There's like all tons of spots that you could be that don't necessarily require you to have like years of experience doing it. However, like if you're a waiter and you suck at it, you're not going to get any tips and they basically give you like no wages. So it's a terrible decision to then go do this. You know, if you don't think you something you could be great at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, I think the the onus is always on you. So there are some jobs where they will constantly get you training, mm. but if you don't want the training and you don't want to do the job, then you're never going to be better. And maybe that's just not the job for you. So uh, I I think I think the point, and just to tie it into like the money thing, is. Um, Every, everyone can get a job and you know the median income is whatever 50,000 in the US uh, the way that you rise above and, and you make more money for, you know comparative to the average people in your role or in the country or, or whatever in your area uh, is to just be excellent at what you do but you need to want it and you need to make sure that you're doing something that you can be the best at like I can't be the best Olympic swimmer why not so I don't, because I'm short and I have uh, none. And, you're, and you, you just sink to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I just I just sink. You know, my big nose creates too much drag in the water. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. S- science. Science. Yeah. I'd imagine it acts like a shark's fin. <laughs> it cuts through. Uh, during the backstroke, yeah. Okay. It acts, I'm okay. way faster than yeah, the backstroke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone jumps out of the water. <laughs> 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 Everyone's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and people people go. They watch Schnoz Week. Oh, sorry, you got you've taken yeah. it too. You've taken it too far. You've taken it too far. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew doing the backstroke and everyone jumping out of the water because they fear it's a shark. <laughs> That's funny. It's a funny visual. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, I'm so lost. You have to get me back on track. So, okay. Well, uh, the whole, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say the, the whole point is uh, people spend a lot of time struggling at things. You know, uh, there, there, are, there are times when, you know, maybe it's uh, 
landscaping. Maybe you suck at landscaping. You know, then you could just pay someone to landscape and instead put your time towards something that you could actually be good at. You know, maybe it'll take you twice as long to do it. And, you know, how much, I don't know how much you're worth, but it may wind up costing technically more. It's just, uh, you gotta, it's, everyone's bad at shit. Focus on what you're good on. So what happens with becoming better at things is that you actually end up making more money, right? Is that, is, that, money. is that a direct correlation, you think? Yeah, I absolutely think so. I mean, people, when they're looking to hire you, they want you to have five years experience doing X. Mm-hmm. It's not because they just want you to be like five years older than the dude who comes out of college. No, they want you to be five years seasoned, five that, years better. That doesn't, that doesn't work for everything. I mean, it works for some jobs. But for, for me, with like website design, for instance, if I came out of the gate being amazing at website design and people were blown away by my work you could charge it, more yeah it wouldn't well and that it wouldn't matter how much experience i have like the proof is in the pudding it's right there this mm-hmm. guy makes awesome websites right but it obviously i didn't start that way i started off making shitty websites using tables and i mean you know what i'm talking about uh but there's there's you know for example website design there are so many pe- people that will do it for you mm-hmm. but the good people are few and far between so if you want to actually make real money and get clients and stuff like that, uh, you have to know that you're competing against the people that are great. And you have to become great mm. in order so to compete. I could be doing it for 10 years and I could become like pretty good at design, but you can come straight out of the gate being a natural and just being interested in it and knock me out of the water. You were mentioning uh, before we had jumped on this podcast and even talked about this topic, what, you know, how you've sort of gotten really good at what you do at work mm. and now you've become sort of sought after in a, in a sense mm. like you've you've you got really good at a specific niched down thing that is now something that people desire in 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 businesses and that wouldn't have happened if you just had gone to college did your thing weren't interested in what you were doing and were just kind of mediocre at it but yeah. now you're not you're not mediocre at it you're actually really good at it and therefore the you know the the cost to do those things are you know they're you're getting paid much more than somebody who's just mediocre at it you know because i cared and and was interested and it's not see and this this is like where it like really throws me off because people see these wildly successful people or people just making a lot of money and they they i think they maybe immediately assume that they're smarter than they are you know i'm sorry the the person that who's wildly successful is smarter than you yourself are mm-hmm. you know mm. or or there's some secret thing and you know well, i could i could never be that because I'm just not. Well, that's if that, you're comparing yourself to others, sure. You well, think that. yeah, and I think we a lot of things are we do in comparison to others. But you have to remember that guy focused, he cared, he worked really hard, and then years of experience put him there. And you could also yes. do the same job, not care, float along, and you still wouldn't be that guy. However, you can expedite the experience very quickly if you just took things into your own hands. For instance. There are guys, I'm sure, in, in whatever corporation or job that you're in right now. Just, mm. just imagine where you are right now. I'm sure there's a guy that's been there for 40 years, 30 years, just has experience under his belt. Doing the same thing. Yeah, just but he's and, – and maybe he's good at it. You don't think that you could be there for two years, 
study your balls off, do something, educate yourself to the point where you can do his job better than he can. Yeah, I do think that's possible. I, I absolutely think that's possible. And, and I've done that. Like during Lehman bankruptcy, Barclays bought us, mm-hmm. and there were monstrous, massive layoffs. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, we declared bankruptcy. All the senior guys. I was like a year and a half in. All the senior guys who were there for an ins- obscene amount of time were laid off. The remainder of the team. I was a database administrator at the time. Mm-hmm. One person. That was me. And it was because I worked my balls off to learn I, something. I learned I had a great work ethic and you know maybe maybe because I was also cheap at the time I don't know. Mm, yeah. Because and the thing is I guess I, I kind of want to say before I got sidetracked with the other dude is that I don't find myself particularly smart. I think I'm like of average intellect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I, I work hard and I focus. I want to uh I'm not going to give this person's name out because Obviously, that has to do with their job, and I'm not trying to implicate anybody into anything, but I know someone who works at a company, mm-hmm. and they work with they work in like computer, the computer world, not mm-hmm. uh, you know con- uh, in a large company and works a lot with servers, right? And he it's a he. <laughs> Some guy, person, some man. All right, now we've limited down to half the world. All right, who is that? No, so uh, he has people above him who have been there for twenty plus years who are great at you know taking care of these servers. When mm-hmm. there's a problem, they know it's like boom, instant to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now he's new, right? But mm-hmm. it's the idea that he said, "I'm like, you know, you could be better than them." You know, they've they they've learned through 20 years of experience. You know, mm. that's how they got to where they are because they had the years of of just knowing the problems. But you could expedite that in in a year, in 2 years if you really wanted to. So when you're when you come home from work, work wouldn't end for you. What you would do is you would sit down, you'd read books about what you did at work, you'd watch videos, you just you just engross yourself into what you do. And eventually I, you'd become you'd be at the I think point. it's even easier than that. I think it's even easier. It might be. And you can I think if oh, you, sorry, but if you were just so interested in what you did that and and, and 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 you know, you would you would come home and and this would be the thing that you studied and then you'd go into work and that guy now becomes obsolete because he's older, he gets paid way more than you do, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're the younger guy. And you actually can do his job for him because you, instead of just having the experience that he had, you actually did the work to become better at the experience than he is. I, I think that you could do it like in, in such an easier way. This is how I personally okay. did it. All right. Is that uh, you, you go and you, there, are, there will always, I, I think, there will always be the people that maybe they're not 20 years experience, maybe it's 10, whatever, but they've been there for a while. They know their shit. They've been doing it for a while. They all now are are, are comfortable, mm-hmm. maybe a bit lazy, and don't want to do. Yeah, they they don't want to do the shitty work, and of course, so you go in there and you gladly take all their shit work. You take all of it and you just do it with a big fucking shit eating grin on your face, and then when it's done. And you're asking for more, you get the less shitty work. And you eventually, and they'll gladly give it to you because it's a joke to them. Mm-hmm. They're basically getting paid for the same thing. You're doing the work. Like it's win win for them. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get to this point where they're, because they're teaching you, mm-hmm. you know, to do their job for them because they don't want to do it. 
they don't see any reason. You're just like this young whatever person or just you've never done it before. You're eventually doing their job and then they have they have nothing left. Yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds kind of sad. <laughs> and it sounds kind of deceitful, but uh It's not deceitful. You're doing their you're doing what they want you to do. Their I, work. I think a couple of things. Number one, if you're better at what you do, you are sort of creating job security for yourself. Mm. Uh, even if it's at a job that you hate, at least you're building up the expertise to get a job much easier in the future, right? So mm. you could be at a job right now that you loathe, but you're learning so much there. And if you just take the time to become really good at it while you're at a job that you hate, the next job that you go towards is going to be much easier to get and you probably get paid more. Mm. Right. So I was very good at like the pool. I was very good in the pool industry when I was uh, at the store level. I, people sought me out. People would come to my store because I want to speak to Matt. Right. They would they would uh, tell my boss. They would like some people would 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 take it, go out of their way to call my boss and say, like, Matt is awesome. You, you need to keep him. You need to pay him more or whatever. It's weird. Mm. Like, this is something I never asked. And it was only because when there was downtime, I was studying pools you know, pool care. I was going to the, the classes about, you know, how to take care of a swimming pool. I was, you know, trying to educate myself mm. because I didn't want to feel or look like an idiot when I talked to people, right? And then it turns out there was a company down the street who wanted to hire me because they had learned about who I was through, mm. the, you know, there's competitors. They learned about who I was. Uh, I'm sure somebody walked in their store and said, there's a guy over at Niagara who's like awesome at what he does. You should check him out. And I ended up being recruited away from my job because of that. Because like, the guy's like, I'll offer you more. You could be the manager at the store. And I ended up leaving my company and wow. going to work for this other company because of how good I became. At, and this, I'm talking about a retail job. This is not, mm. you know, I wasn't, it wasn't a glamorous position by any means. I was just a guy, I was an assistant manager. And I was a guy who basically run up, rung up customers, tested their water, stocked shelves. I'd fucking pick cigarette butts out of the parking lot. I, I, I did everything. You know, but I ended up being recruited out and, and I worked, uh, you know, at a, at a, a one, well, I only worked one year at the store, but I got paid more and I was the manager. I ran the whole store. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds more impressive than what it really was at the, during the time. But I mean, I, again, that's just another exa example of like becoming great at what you do. And, and again, the website design stuff for me was another thing. I did the website design stuff on the side. And then I got hired to do a job to do that job for the company I was working for because it was like I was doing it for my band. It had nothing to do with the company, you know. And that, you know, you know. So this, I, I think, if you're in a and then this goes for you too, man. If you're mm. in a job that you suck at, or I'm not, uh, if you're in a job that you hate, mm. look at it as a learning experience. Take that time while you're there to just absorb as much as you can. Get really good at what you do because the next because then it's going to make it that much easier to move from one job to the next because you're just going to have <laughs> an incredible amount of like talent yeah. and experience and not only that you might even move up in the company that you're in because you're so good at it you know that's True. another thing you know you might but but the other thing here's the, the paradox to that is you could be so good at what you do as you could be so good as an assistant that they never want to take you out and you never move up mm. right that is a paradox. Well, I forget how the saying goes, but uh, I think they I think they generally promote you until incompetence, right? Like they well, keep moving you up, up and until you're now worthless, and then they. Uh, yeah, and that that happens, but 
you look at, you know, you could be the best janitor in the world. You're never going to mm. be the CEO because you're. Eh, don't say that. I think there's those mailroom stories. There are, but I'm saying if you're so good at what you do, sometimes the risk is that they end up keeping you there because how could, they can't lose you in that position because you're the best at it. Mm. True. Just, just, I just wanted to give the paradox to that argument. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? And is there what's the value out of this? What's what are we, what are we saying? What are we trying to say here? You know, uh, so so we're we're trying to now um, do our weeks with our with the podcasts and kind of mix in like some technical stuff, some other stuff. I think it's like more inspirational. And just try to make you think like if what you're doing and what you're approaching is really uh, what you should be doing. And, I'll give you, you know, an, I'll give you another hmm. another bonus to this right hmm. let's say you're at a job that you hate maybe you just it's a refocus for you okay yes your boss sucks or yeah you the guy that you work with is an asshole or whatever the case may be mm. but maybe you change the focus as you know what yeah this job may suck but i'm gonna take use my time at this job wisely to educate myself and to be really good at something you know so maybe uh and i'm i don't know why i'm thinking about this but when I worked at the uh, restoration company, there was guys who were project estimators, right? Mm-hmm. And they were uh, their job was to go into a house, maybe measure it, you know, assess the damage, go into a program, mock up the design, and estimate how much that project would cost, right? Right. That was their job. Well, I thought there was a lot of guys who were there were good guys that were good, and there were guys that were slow, you know. And they would, you know, you'd hear, oh, when how you know how long is it going to take to estimate this job? Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'll get it to you the next day. Imagine if you had that job and you just constantly tried to better yourself. So you'd have a timer where you'd set, you know, you'd time yourself on how fast you can get an estimated job done. You know, you just, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, think about how much better your life would be if you were really fast and good at your job. And your boss wouldn't give you all the hard times because, you know, that's why you hate your job. It's because technically mm. you suck at it. You know, maybe yeah. it's not the guy who maybe it's not your boss just because you suck at your job. So this yeah. guy, you know, in this, this in this scenario, he times himself. He's trying to beat his own record and he's really, really good. He's really proficient at his job. And then it turns out, you know, he's so good at it and his boss loves him to death. Now his job doesn't suck anymore because he's getting what he has to get done in a mm. record amount of time. Then he says to his boss, hey, boss, listen, my record speaks for itself. Here's all. Here's what I've done in the past week. Is it cool if I uh, maybe work from home one day? You know? And he mm. says, well, yeah, if you, can, if you can crank out the same amount of work uh, and you work from one day from home, we'll, t- we'll try it for a week. We'll see what happens. He goes home, tries it for a week. Boom, he busts out. Like, he's more efficient going, being, working from home, right? right? And you're like, wow, can I have two days off? Even you know, th- you can parlay it into things. And now, not everybody can work from home. But then again, you're taking this time at your job, and you move on to maybe you say, you know what? I'm I'm I hate this job. I hate the boss that I work for. But now I'm so good. I've taken this time that I've hated to be so good at something that now I can move on to some and move on to a better position somewhere else at a different company. And my work will speak for itself. My portfolio is right there, or, or whatever you know, whatever it is. Or I'm going to have recommendations out the ass because my boss will be like, wow, he's the best, you know, project estimator I've ever seen in my life. You know, and I've done this. I've been in this business for 40 years and he's like the quickest guy. I've ever, you know, my the point is, is 
being better at your job, <laughs> which I guess is like sort of like no shit, no shit, Matt. Mm. Of course, being better at your job, but it actually could. I thought that was a great analogy, and okay. that that's a great way, um, yeah, to extract value. Maybe it's free time. Maybe it's moving on to the next better thing. Mm-hmm. But but if you are doing your job, and then you come home, and you're just miserable about it, and you just don't want to do it, and you're not doing anything to educate yourself, or you're not spending the extra time at home thinking of how can I better myself at the job, and it may not be just being better at the job. Maybe it's being better as a person and how you manage your time at that job. You know, so maybe you come home and you read a book about time management, you know, and you go to back to your job and you employ these techniques and it's like, wow, this guy's getting a ton done and, you know, it's the same stuff, but he's just more effective. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the job that you're doing. It can, you can, you know, just go home and read a book about time management, like getting things done by David Allen or the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss, or uh, what are some other like productivity books have you, that you've read, you know? There's, I don't those, know, something. That those are actually the only two that I read. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's something like that. That's all I got. I think you nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> if you guys have questions about this topic, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And if you like the show, of course, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, which would be awesome. I'm going to read a review. This is from Facebook, and it's super long, so bear with me here, okay? Mm. Oop. Uh-oh. Hold on. Here we go. All right. What's up, guys? Oh, by the way, this is from Sean Byrne of, uh, on Facebook. What's up, guys? I'm somewhat new to investing, and I do have a sizable 401k and a good amount of diversified stocks, including some speculatives that paid out greatly. But I have a lot more to learn. I was just listening to the podcast today where you guys were reading that particular bad review. I don't have iTunes, so I can't leave a review, so I thought I'd leave one here. As you even say, neither of you are financial experts – but have obtained knowledge and want to build people's interest in building a future for themselves. It seems that a reviewer is looking for a podcast that is going to tell them what stocks to buy, what banks to use, and when to do it, which is absurd. I had found the advice that you two give and the advice of the experts you bring on very helpful in building personal knowledge for myself, including having downloaded Mint, which is fantastic, starting a Lending Club account, and I've already... And I was already a Vanguard member, thankfully, but I am now looking to diversify my 401k holding within Vanguard to more than just one fund. So forget that guy. I enjoy listening every day because I know that what I'm going to get is a fun podcast with personable hosts that I will leave knowing a little bit more than I had and feeling I'm right on track. Sorry for the pause there. Anyway, great work, and I continue to listen despite two episodes in a row of reading bad reviews. Laughing my <laughs> ass off. So thank you, Sean. That was a, a, a that re- was really nice. That was a review we got a while back. I uh, just got around to putting it into Evernote so I could read it. And of course, way back we read two bad reviews in a row on the show. And it was, was a Debbie Downer week. Yeah, he was responding to that. So thank you, Sean, for that. Really do appreciate it. And thanks for following us on Facebook and asking questions through that. And uh, if you guys. Want to visit our website, which I hope that you do. It's listenmoneymatters.com. It's our home base. It's where we have articles. It's where we have videos. It's where we have uh, things like our toolbox, which you can find at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. And it's also up in the top in the navigation. And it's dead sexy, and oh, boy, is it getting better. Oh, boy. You, you, don't, it, e- you don't even know the, what we have planned. Actually, the two books that we just mentioned on the show about productivity are in there, which you can in, buy. In the through, toolbox. All, all the other books that we really take yeah. inspiration from. and Yeah, and you can buy those through Amazon. 
Yeah. And they're, you know, it doesn't cost you any extra to do that. And we get a little kickback, maybe like 15 cents. I was going to say, yeah, by, <laughs> right. by getting things done from our toolbox. And I will be able to buy nothing with it. Yeah, a half a stick of Wrigley Spearmint gum. That's right. Mm-hmm. But an old stale one. Oh, yeah. But but that Not adds up. Not freshy, no. Eventually, I'll be able to buy a pencil. All right, is that it? Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close up the show? That's all, man. All right, well, that it. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And we look forward to the next. So later, Andrew. Later, man.